From the Bible Chapel comes a new podcast, Fresh Faith. Over the years, Ron Moore has received many questions and has heard some great stories of what God is doing in the lives of people at our church. We've heard the questions and love the stories, and we're so excited to share them with you. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. We are so excited. We have a new guest with us. And and honestly, we've been trying to get this guest on our show for a few weeks now because she has a great story to tell, a great story of how God has taken her through some tough times. And so, Ron, why don't you introduce her and we'll get started. Well, Melissa, what took you so long to come on? That's my first question. Well, I think that has to do with you. And I was busy serving. <laughs> okay. Okay, and the right. podcast is over now. <laughs> Melissa, uh, you've written a, a great uh, blog that showed up on our, our chapel blog uh, uh, a few months ago, and we're going to have a link to that blog that uh, listeners can read. But uh, here's how you start. I'd like to get uh, us started with, with your beginning sentence. You say, when asked the question, have you ever experienced service burnout, I can easily answer yes, and you put yes in all caps. So um, you uh, have um, experienced uh, this, uh, this emotion of, uh, of really coming to the end where you've got to say, i got to put the brakes on this thing, I've got to stop. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. I mean, I love to serve, um, but there was definitely a point in time where I was giving it so much and had so much on my plate that service um, no longer was a joy. And um, I was walking through the doors of this church uh, feeling very burnt out um, and just not wanting to be here anymore. And that's that's a really hard to admit to. And it was a very dark valley to walk through. Hmm. Most I think there uh, are a lot of people, obviously there are a lot of people who serve, and they got a lot of balls in the air. And, um, you know, they always say, uh, it's you know, it's always said if, if you want something done, you ask the busiest people to do it, right? That's so true. Because yeah. they're involved in it. And we're going to talk about how God has wired you in a little bit, that you're a doer and you want to get involved in stuff. Right. Uh, but talk about, talk, talk about that journey um, that you know, that kind of that slippery slope of getting tired and saying to yourself, oh, man, I got too many balls in the air and uh, I'm not getting some things I need to get done at home or I feel like I'm not giving my kids enough time or, or your husband Christian enough time. Uh, that emotion versus I'm done. I, I'm, I'm burned out. I, I don't want to go back and open those doors again. Just talk about for you kind of that 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 journey from I'm tired to I'm done. Right. I mean, there's definitely a difference there. Um, you can get to a point where you're a bit stretched or where you're you're done. And um, I just kept taking on more and more. And I wanted to please everyone. And in turn, I ended up probably pleasing no one and that mm -hmm. myself included in that. Um, and um, I felt stretched, but I had committed to so many things, and I didn't want to let anyone down. And so I kept going, but right, there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I had to make some choices to cut some things. And so I ended up cutting the wrong things. And my family paid the price for that. I began cutting things at home that were important, and I... Um, 
cut my time with the Lord, personal time alone with the Lord. And in doing so, I really lost my perspective as mm-hmm. to why I was serving in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that uh, truly led to a downfall. Yeah. Uh, that uh, burnout uh, impacted you both physically, right? That's correct. Uh, if you read the, the uh, blog, and again, we'll have a link to this, that you, 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 got, the sh- you got shingles. Right. Which is a, uh, something that's uh, extremely painful, I understand, and uh, comes when there's a lot of stress going on in your life. Right. And then you mentioned a couple things that I thought I'd like for you to comment on. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, service can have great peaks, and, and we always talk about that, you know, when we're doing what God has wired us to do. Like, there's nothing better than that. And at the same time, some deep valleys. And you talked even about coming to the point of bitterness. So, so. The physical aspects are there, but also talk about the emotion that you kind of went through uh, regarding the valleys and even the bitterness. Sure. Um, So like I said, I put my time with the Lord on the back burner, thinking that that would give me more time to accomplish the things Mm -hmm. that I had committed to. Um, And again, in turn, I lost my perspective and um, I forgot why I was serving in the first place. And um, and so then I began to look around and look at, you know, begin to compare myself with what others were doing, Mm -hmm. seeing other people enjoying time with their families, um, seeing other people leave the church building on time and I felt like I had this pile of stuff that I still Mm. needed to do. And, you know, sadly, um, I began to become bitter and have some apathy and anger about what was on my plate Mm -hmm. and what wasn't on anyone else's. And um, my audience turned from an audience of one to looking. My eyes were just looking everywhere else. we're going to talk about this in a second as to as to how we can kind of recover yes. uh, from um, a burnout. Let's talk about some of the um, red flags of burnout. And you've mentioned a couple. Um, I had a friend who always said, you know, when I get tired, everyone else gets stupid. And so I always think <laughs> about that. And it's, it's true. It's true. When I go through a <coughs> difficult time, I start thinking, you know, seriously – why don't people get this? You know, why, 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 why am I the only one who gets this? Um, that's just a red flag, not about other people in my life. That's a red flag to me to say, okay, you know, you, you're you're out of you're out of you've got things out of proportion, right? Uh, and the other part is bitterness, and I've seen this a lot. You know, it goes from, man, I'm serving, I love to serve, I love to serve, to why doesn't anyone else serve around here? Why am I right. the only one who serves? So, so kind of that. Um, Kind of being cynical sometimes, sure. bitterness. What would what are some other things you would say, having lived through it, are some red flags that would be the kind of some stoppers before you get there, so you don't burn out. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think feeling that physical fatigue, um, the joy, the desire to keep going. Um, starting to have a bit of a self-focus or focus on what other people are doing. You're, you're starting to pay attention mm-hmm. more to what others are doing. Um, maybe backing away from your time with the Lord. Um, those were all some red flags in mm-hmm. my life um, that I had noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, not putting the proper care and attention and, into the things that I normally enjoyed doing. 
as well. Um, you uh, mentioned in your in your um, blog that uh, uh, God has wired you in a particular way. Talk about your wiring. I think a lot of people will resonate uh, with uh, with the wiring that that God has uh, has given you. Yeah, so um, God has definitely wired me to be a social person. I love um, just talking with a lot of people, serving with a team, serving with others. I love new opportunities. I'm definitely an extrovert. And so anytime there's a new opportunity, I love to jump on it. And I go in, you know, head first. We often, we always know, though, that um, whatever our gifts are, that too is where Satan uh, usually mm-hmm. likes to attack us as well. Right. So sometimes our greatest gifts can also become some great enemies as mm-hmm. well. That's a great point. Greatest strength can be our greatest is our That's greatest right. weakness. That's we right. do this thing here with our staff uh, cultural index, and uh, so are you looking it up, Maria? Maria yeah. is a culture <laughs> index expert, wow. and so she could tell you all about yourself, exactly how you're wired, Melissa, just by looking at your. Uh, chart yeah, yeah yeah i'm yeah being yeah an extrovert very much driven an extrovert. by people and interactions absolutely <laughs> that's yeah. me yeah by the way if anyone's listening would like to take that culture index we'd love to offer that to you and it's a great way to kind of see how you're wired and and uh, see how god can use you and so we're looking at melissa's and everything she <laughs> described is is right on the chart that you love to be with people you love to be out front um, you love to work with the team. Uh, you're very much an extrovert. And those are all great things until they're not, right? <laughs> That's so true. Yes. <laughs> um, now, it's interesting because I, I read this and I thought, man, this, this, is, uh, this is convicting. And you, you nailed it. Um, uh, you said, um, you said um, I, I, never <clears throat> I never want to miss out on things. And so often I found myself comparing the activities that my kids do with others that others are doing because I don't want them to miss out on anything. So, right. so we see things through our own eyes. So the, the way God has wired you is not only how he's wired you, but how he or, or how you want your kids to act and respond. So now it's not only what you're involved in, but your kids have to be involved in more stuff too, right? That's right. Yeah, from my um, point of view— they needed to take on my personality <laughs> and do the things I wanted them to do mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Melissa, again, I loved uh, your blog because one of the things you did was you write, write to Scripture. You stay in Scripture all the way through. Uh, but you, um, you likened yourself to a well-known a woman in Scripture named Martha. Talk a little bit about uh, uh, Martha and, uh, and how you relate to her. Absolutely. I definitely relate to Martha in that first um, passage of Scripture where we see Martha in Luke 10, you know, Mary's at Jesus' feet, and there's Martha busy in the kitchen, and uh, she's looking at what Mary's doing, and she goes to Jesus, and she wants Jesus to validate her feelings Mm -hmm. and says, you know, tell Mary to help me, you know, Mm -hmm. basically, And, um, and Jesus corrected her. And I'm so grateful as we talk about this that Jesus corrected me too. Yeah. Every time I preach a sermon on that, uh, 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 
more than one woman will come up after and say, yeah, but who's going to cook the dinner? <laughs> you know, who's well, going to get it done? True. Yeah. <laughs> but right. What are you doing before you cook the dinner? What are you doing before? See, that's, that's the right. great point. That's the point of the story, right? It's not, uh, it's not, we're not going to have dinner. It's, right. it's the attitude of it. It's what do I, how am I, how am I preparing myself to cook the dinner? And am I spending the time with the Lord I need to, uh, to, uh, to really put my day in perspective um, instead of uh, allowing stuff to, uh, to guide the thoughts and actions of my day. That's right. I mean, Martha opened her home, and that's something of value, mm-hmm. but she didn't really open her heart. And that's just such a great reminder to me that I can do and do, um, but if my heart's not in the right place, um, mm-hmm. then I'm way off. We're going to get to that in a second about uh, the things we need to do. And, and again, back to Martha, you know, Jesus said to her, you're worried and upset about so many things, but there's only one thing that is needed. He, he didn't say the other things you're doing aren't needed. He just said it's got to be in the right order. That's right. the that's the man. That's the uh, that's the challenge of life, isn't it? Getting everything in the right order. M- Maria has it down. She explains often that she, does. she has everything in order, but the rest of us, Maria, I know you can't relate right. to this, but the rest of us struggle here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Melissa, let's just let's uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. There was a, let's just talk about the specific time you uh, you had uh, um, uh, come on uh, as a position. You took a position here on our staff. That'll stress you out to begin with, anyway. Just being on the staff, right? Um, uh, an elementary coordinator uh, here, and uh, I, I, I love what you know. You did that, and then you took on a second Bible study, and you became homeroom mother. And there's just you, you couldn't, you can't say no, right? Right, and, can't uh, say no. And then you took a, now the thing that I couldn't figure out is why did you buy the dog? That's the thing. You know what? I'm still wondering about that. <laughs> You bought a, you bought a, you brought into your home, I should say, a, a six-week-old lab. That would stress me out enough just there. Uh, plus three kids, uh, twins, uh, eight-year-old at the time, and a four-year-old, uh, and then of course Christian, uh, your husband, and you. You just had a lot of stuff uh, going on. That that right. uh, that for you, that was like like the time of, of burnout, right? That really was. Yes, and and it went on for a period of a few months. Um, and when I say on here that I added a second Bible study, you would think, oh, well, she was in the Word. Um, but right, I didn't really do the effort at home, mm-hmm. and so I was missing that part. Well, it's a great reminder we can go, we can go to a Bible study, but really not be in the Word. Right. Yeah. Even a second Bible study. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, how did what? You're in this situation. I mean, we're not talking. You know, you got stretched and tired. You you burned out. You were you got physically sick. That's right. You're emotionally, uh, you know, exhausted. What what did you do? I mean, what you, you do you remember the day when you said, "Okay, I I got a call and tell them I can't do this. I'm I'm done here." That day did come. I can't tell you right off the top of my head what day that was. Um, But I went into my supervisor's office and I said, I'm done here. I can't do this anymore. And um, 
I really felt like all of my answers were truly justified. Mm -hmm. And probably if people heard me, um, they would have said, absolutely, we understand. Um, But my supervisor, um, you know, I just look up to her so much. What a mentor. And she really followed the Lord's lead. And she looked at me and um, she said, do you really think that the Lord would call you in this position for you to quit. Hmm. And it was boldness, um, but it was also said with a true love and gentleness to me. And those were the exact words that I needed Hmm. to hear to um, just to reach deep into my heart and get myself back Mm -hmm. on the right track. So talk about what you did. What, what did you do to get yourself back on the right track? We're going to, we're going to talk about uh, being in the word and, and that in a second, but as you heard that and you thought, okay, I got to reflect on that. Right. Uh, do you remember some of the first things that you did? Maybe something you stopped doing or, or, or change that you made? Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, I had to say to myself, you're in this. And so for weeks I had been saying, okay, you're going to quit. You're going to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really had to come to terms and say, no, you are not quitting. You were in this for the Lord. And I had mm-hmm. to speak that truth to myself mm-hmm. and and be secure in that. And so mm-hmm. first it was changing my mindset to okay. I'm not quitting this. Okay. I'm in it. And then it just became step by step. Um, there were some things that I could not take off my plate at that moment. Um, homeroom mom. Um, the dog wasn't the dog. leaving, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that the homeroom mom position that would come to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were some things I knew that would come to an end. Um, but first and foremost, I knew I needed to carve away that time with Jesus mm-hmm. and in the word and in prayer. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love uh, what you say here is um, you talk about really handing over your time and your schedule to the Lord. And I mean, that's like, that's like foundational. And yet I think it's something that a lot of people miss, right? So we pray, Lord, I'm swamped today. Help me in this, help me in this, help me in this. But peeling that back one, it's like, Lord, should I even be in this and this and this? So help me with my schedule. Talk talk a little bit about uh, your, that, that prayer of of praying about your time and, and your schedule. Yes. Um, so obviously we've talked about how I love to do and do and uh, take on more things. Um, and so the Lord, while I would never wish anyone to walk through the valley of burnout, um, we know that God takes bad and he can have good things come mm-hmm. from it. And so I'm thankful for what he taught me there and how he has taken my personality the way that he has wired me. And he has shown me how to do it his way. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really had to go to him and repent and and confess that I've been doing this wrong. You know, you have made me to love to do things, love people. But I have been doing this on my terms. And I now have to hand it over to you and um, and just follow your lead on this. And so small steps, um, Christian and I began talking about what our calendar would look like and talking about that together. Mm-hmm. And so no longer were the decisions just coming from me. 
um, I had someone else who was taking part in Mm -hmm. what our calendar would look like after prayer. That's great. That's great. You know, in our marriage enrichment classes, uh, one of the things we talk about is is a weekly meeting. And sometimes that weekly meeting uh, uh, includes it, it includes prayer together uh, with a husband and wife, <clears throat> and it also includes calendaring the week, because I I think so many times relationships get uh, stressed because of miscommunication or whatever. When you know you don't sit down and say, okay, I'm going to be out this night, so the kids need to do this. So how are we going to work that out? Right. You know, when you're doing that. Uh, in real time, that's when some bad, that's when some hurtful words are said and some stress is 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 had. But if you do it beforehand, you you get it worked out. So I think that's a brilliant uh, genius with the uh, with the calendaring. So that's great. So you guys very practical, right? Very practical. You you got together, which you have to do as a husband and wife. Right. You prayed together. Lord, take our take uh, take our calendar and, and help us to work through this. And then here's the week. Christian's saying, I'm traveling these days, so this is going to happen. The kids need to be here. And now you know it up front so you can work through it. That's right. And we set some boundaries around it. So um, if you read the blog, um, I share in there how there were certain things that we knew we would do. Each of us would Mm -hmm. serve at church. Each of us would participate in a child's activity. But um, we didn't want to go beyond that too right. far. And right. so we set boundaries for ourselves in our calendar. That's great. Okay. So, um, Melissa, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you run with this a little bit. You, 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 um, there were three things that you said, here's, here's what God taught you uh, through the, the valley of burnout. Um, and they're not just, uh, they're not just uh, you know, didactic things that he taught you, but they are things that you have implemented uh, in order to keep from uh, getting um, burned out again. And so I'd ask you this, just to go through those and um, encourage those listening to, uh, uh, to put these things into practice. Absolutely. I mean, I've put three, three different steps here, um, but ultimately they all sort of revolve around this first one, which is time with the Lord must never be compromised. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And, um, you know, if I just learned personally, if I don't spend time with the Lord, then I never will truly know what exactly he wants me to do, where he's leading me to. And so I I just cannot compromise that time. And he calls us to that, you know, in scripture, he tells us um, to be in um, conversation with him and to renew our minds on a daily basis. And there's a reason for that. And it's because he loves us. He wants to protect us as well. The second point is that Jesus must be the focus of my eyes and eternity the focus of my heart. And again, if I skip number one, that time with the Lord, then it's hard to keep on track with this one. Um, So if I begin to look all around me and what's going on around me and not having an audience of one, I can quickly lose my um, my course there and get off course real fast. So that's something um, I've learned to do. Um, just keep my eyes focused on the Lord. 
And the third is the Lord is the giver of all things, salvation, family, time, talents, treasures. Um, It's about him. It's not about me. Um, And that's something I just really have to keep keep at the forefront of my mind. I mean, those gifts and talents that he gives all of us, um, they're to be used for him. And they're not to be used uh, for any selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm just thankful that he is a God of redemption and forgiveness and um, and that he pulled me out of this valley of burnout. And mm-hmm. I can stand here on the other side and walk back into this church excited to serve and that he would um, allow me to continue mm-hmm. to serve him. That's great. You know, along with those three things— um, you and Christian got together and and you established expectations, right? That's uh, right. Some things that you know, Christian said, you know, here's what I'd love, you know, Melissa for you to do, and Christian, here's what I love for you to do, and you really worked at worked through it as a team together, That's which right. I think is another, you know, such a uh, a critical uh, part of the recovery is if you're married, I can't do this on my own. The Lord has to be empowering me, uh, you know, to keep my focus. Uh, to to do the things that he wants me to do, not what everybody wants me to do. Uh, and then as a couple, uh, you you can kind of uh, do it together. And you've mentioned several things that you guys uh, have uh, decided on. Every couple would be different, uh, but I think uh, that's a, such a great reminder that you're going through this together. You're both under uh, the, the guidance of the Lord. Uh, and he's put you, you know, together as husband and wife, and so you can really uh, do the things that he's called you to do, and and minister to each other as you're ministering to the church. I think that's another thing that a lot of people forget is ministering to your family. You know, that's where service really has to start. When that's do- going well, then we can minister uh, to the church at large. So I, I uh, again, people can read this in the blog, but I. Uh, I thought that was uh, uh, well well done and uh, and well stated. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been very healthy for our marriage and for our family. And mm-hmm. you know, every season that you go through looks different. And it's so great to go back to your spouse, reconnect, ask these questions over again. You know, mm-hmm. things change in time. Um, but for this particular season, um, these are the things that were important to Christian, and mm-hmm. so. I made sure that every day those three things were done um, out of respect for him. And it also actually took a burden off of my shoulders because I thought the list would be a lot longer (laughs) that he would want done. But uh, these three were the top three, Mm -hmm. and I was able to do those, and it really made a difference. That's very cool. That's very cool. Uh, So, Melissa, there's uh, a person listening out there, and they are— they're burned out. They're bitter. Uh, they are cynical. They don't want to be where they are, and uh, they're they're in a bad spot. Um, their um, their burnout is impacting their life at home, their marriage, and uh, you know uh, they're they're feeling guilty that they're tired of serving the Lord. Uh, talk to that person. Uh, encourage them and uh, give them a give them a first step give them a first step to take uh, to begin a, a journey out of that as as you well call it the valley of burnout 
burnout isn't just being tired or being tired of serving or being in the middle of a busy project. I learned it's really something that exhausts you and affects your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, and, and it can take some time to heal from it. In addition to spending time in the Lord's presence, I mean, that's where you're going to find emotional and spiritual rest. I have a few more practical steps to, to add in there. One, look at your calendar. What on the list can come off immediately? And then what on that list is short term and will come off in the near future? Looking at those things will help to give you some assurance that something uh, can either change immediately or something will change soon. To talk to your leader at church, let them know how you're feeling. Work together to see if anything can change in your current role. As a leader myself, I know I would much rather have someone be honest and tell me that they're burning out so that we can work together and pray together to work things through than for them to get burned out and quit. I care way more about a person than about the work they're doing, and I know I'm not alone in saying that. As I mentioned in my blog, my supervisor strongly encouraged me not to quit, but she didn't stop there. She came alongside me and prayed for me. We looked at what areas of the position that I could cut or make changes to, and by understanding where I was, she was able to disciple me in ways that she wasn't aware that I needed before. So again, I encourage, talk to your leader at church. Don't hold it inside. Three, start scheduling in your calendar when you're going to, this is going to sound silly, I'm sure, but when you are going to eat and sleep and do laundry and cook, you know, all those little things that must happen. Again, I know that may sound silly, but I know personally I can make my feel, myself feel overwhelmed just by thinking about everything I need to do. So seeing it on paper and knowing I have scheduled everything that I need to get done is a tactic that I have found to be really helpful. Four, reach out to a close trusted friend to pray for you and check in on you. Prayer and friendship, those are God's design and it's such a blessing to know that someone's praying on your behalf. Five, what are some ways that you can save time? So take a look. Um, Take a look at that calendar again and think about things, you know, not necessarily that you're cutting, but uh, creative ways to do things in a different way to make better use of your time. So for example, you need to go grocery shopping, um, but maybe instead of going to the store and spending two hours shopping, uh, you can order your groceries and pick them up. Um, do some meal planning ahead of time. Maybe if you make a lot of chicken um, on Monday, then you can use that chicken in different recipes for the next few days or, or working together with a friend to carpool. Uh, ways that you can save time. And then lastly, uh, talk to the people in your family. Work together as a team. As I wrote in the blog, Christian told me the three things that were important to him that I accomplish each day. And as his wife and helper, I was happy to do those things. I'm sure the list could have been longer, but he was okay with those three things. That made it clear for me, and that also took the pressure off of me, um, thinking that I had to accomplish way more. Moving forward, just a couple of things. It's okay to say no. 
pray about what God has you doing. And it's okay to say no to somebody and to a different opportunity. Not all opportunities are ours. Uh, when you add something to your plate, take a look at, at something that could come off of your plate. And know what season of life you're in. The Lord tells us that we each have a gift to be used for His glory, but but different seasons have different ways of how those gifts may be used. I know um, how I served when my babies were little and when my husband traveled for work looks very different from how I serve now that my kids are in school and my husband doesn't travel anymore. So I hope these are some steps that uh, that can be encouraging to you. And even if you just stop and take one of those steps right now, I, I hope that that would help make a difference in how you're feeling today. First, I would um, just remind you that you were made by the Lord and that you are loved by Him and that He wants you to serve Him well and um, his design is not for you to be burnt out. His design um, is for you to share Jesus Christ with others around you. And um, he gives each believer those fruits of the Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit's living inside of you. And, um, and so just be reminded that he is with you throughout this, and he is there for you to call upon him. And um, a practical step would be just to, to slow down and open your Bible and spend time with him. Um, tell him how you really feel. Tell him all those places of your heart that's hurting. And, and just ask him to slowly show you the areas um, where you can begin to make a change. But do not compromise your time with him. Um, that's the first step that I would say mm -hmm. to take. That's great. Um, you know, when you read through the Psalms, I think a lot of times people uh, don't want to tell the Lord what's on their heart because they think it may be irreverent or he didn't want to hear that. Um, you read the Psalms and the psalmist is telling God exactly what's on his heart. And uh, the Psalms teach us to pray. So I love what you said. Tell God what's what's on your heart. Tell God what you're going through. Tell God your frustrations and your bitterness and the pain, and then allow Him to start healing it. You know, He already knows it, right? That's uh, right. Allow, admit it to Him, and allow right. Him to confess it to Him, and allow Him to start to start healing it. So, well, Melissa, <laughs> thanks for joining us, and I uh, really appreciate uh, your writing and appreciate uh, what you've had to say today. And I'd, I'd ask you just to pray, with, if you would, uh, uh, pray for us and pray particularly for those uh, going through this emotion that you uh, are that you are well aware of and, uh, and pray for them uh, within uh, their valley of uh, burnout and uh, just ask God's help to lead them out of that. I would be honored to pray. And thank you so much, Ron and Maria, for having me here today and to be able to offer this encouragement from the Lord to others. Dear Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful that you give us the opportunity to serve you, um, that you invite us to do your work. And, and Father, for so many of us um, who are listening, we want to do that well, and we want to love others well. Um, and sometimes we dive in head first um, without following your lead fully. Um, we may be full of good intentions, Father, but um, 
but we can easily allow ourselves to dive in too fast and leave you behind. And we thank you that you're a God of forgiveness, um, of mercy and grace, and that we can come back to you um, no matter when, and that um, you just open your arms to us. And Father, I pray for all of those who are tired, who are burnt out, who um, can only see right now all that they're doing and um, are having a hard time seeing you. And I pray that you would just wrap your arms around them and that they would feel your embrace, that they would know that you're with them. And Father, that uh, you would just restore them. Allow them to see your care and your love and just help them one step at a time Um, to get back on their feet, to be filled with that passion that they once had to serve you. And Father, um, to just give them the strength and the courage and the wisdom to take one step forward closer to you and to serve you again well once again. We're so thankful, Lord, um, that we have you and that you just love us so much. And I pray for everyone out there, Lord, that they would... um, would just shine with the light of Jesus Christ again. Please do not let Satan come and put that flame out, Lord. Uh, We praise you and we honor you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Spend time with the maker of time. See where he is guiding you. His plans are best. I love the way Melissa ends her blog post. It's linked on the show notes so you can learn more about her and you can read the full blog post. Before we go, I have a couple quick things I want to mention. First, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Second, if you have more questions or would like to know our guests better, there are links to bios and information about our guests in the show notes. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Fresh Faith. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take the time to rate and review. This helps us reach more people and share more stories of the life transformation of Jesus Christ. If you have any questions, don't forget to check out the show notes or email me, Maria, at mstockman at biblechapel.org. New episodes are released on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.